Welcome to Light Logic, the podcast that discusses everything you need to know about low voltage lighting. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You're listening to Light Logic. Hi, everyone. Uh, thanks for listening to the Light Logic podcast today. I'm Brian Qualls, and uh, today was was a was a little bit different uh, format. I uh, did a little bit more of a roundtable. Uh, we had uh, three reps, so we had uh, Rick. Anthony and, and Jai from, from all over the country that are reps for Unique Lighting. And we talked about how to get started with selling low voltage lighting. We know there's a lot of uh, contractors out there that uh, have, a, have, have a difficult time trying to think about how to get started. So uh, we had a pretty lively discussion. Uh, I really value uh, the guys that we, we uh, work with and talk to today. Uh, their input and knowledge is, uh, is, is pretty astounding. It's, it's, it was a great, great conversation. So uh, again, thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Okay, so uh, before we get started here, and I, I want to start by introducing everyone, I just wanted to say that uh, this, the topic we're going to talk about today, which is basically selling lighting, this is something that's been um, asked a lot throughout my career. Um, so I really wanted to kind of put together a team of people that I've worked with um, that I know have experience behind this. So we kind of have a lively discussion. And since none of those guys were available, I sent emails to you and you guys accepted. So I want to appreciate taking the time today and uh, working with us on the on this podcast but um as we go through let's uh, let's just start with introductions um for the for the people that are watching on youtube and the people that are listening um i put together uh kind of guys across the country that we work with here at unique lighting um uh that have been with the company for for a long time have been in the industry so we've got some really good topic or good discussion that's going to go on today so first i want to start with uh, jai uh, go ahead and kind of give me the the quick introduction of yourself, where you're located, and kind of your uh, your your quick resume. Yeah, so I'm Jai Mosman. I'm with uh, Unique Lighting now, 15 years, about 30 years in the lighting industry as a contractor and now a sales representative. Uh, so enjoy the night. Awesome, Rick. Over to you. Hi, I'm Rick Zinn. I'm in Northern California. I've been with Unique for just under seven years now. I was in the industry for 10 before that, um, and I don't have a tagline like Jai to use at the end, so we'll move on to the next. All right, and don't call to come back. Anthony Veraldi, why don't you uh, introduce yourself? Hello, Anthony Veraldi out of the Desert Southwest Mountain region, been with Unique Lighting System for just under 12 years. Perfect, perfect. And I'm from Florida, oh, yeah. I forgot to say that. Uh, and yeah, Jai's in Florida covers, uh, has covered Georgia, uh, knows, knows that area. And then I'm Brian Qualls. Uh, if you've been listening to the podcast, you've heard me before. I'm the National Business Development Manager. I'm also based here in Arizona, but I, I travel the country and get to see all kinds of kinds of things. So um, I'll be handling more of the specifier side of kind of how selling works with that. So uh, with that, thank you, gentlemen. Let's go ahead and kind of jump into it. So uh, like I said, uh, a lot of people ask, how do I sell? How do, how do we sell lighting? And um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of start off the discussion with um, kind of more of the pitfalls of what I see, what people do that are kind of mistakes, if you will. And, and so my first uh, kind of topic to get things going is uh, I see contractors specifically, they treat lighting like uh, a side of fries. Right. So it's, you know, why aren't you selling lighter if they're having difficult with lighting? They do a great job of what the landscape's going to look like, what the hardscape's going to look like. And oh, by the way, do you want lighting with that? Or, you know, and and if the homeowner or the customer isn't 
um, well-versed, they've got no reason to, to say yes. It's to them, it's another line item on, on that bill. And they're not, they're not getting themselves educated. Um, you know, the contractor, I should say, is not getting educated in, in how to really go through that besides saying, do you want lighting with that? So um, kind of that's my kickoff. What, what are your guys' thoughts on that and, and see what your experience is with, with uh, working with contractors that are new to lighting? Yeah, I think for the me, biggest thing. I'll go ahead, Rick. Go ahead, Rick. I was going to say the biggest thing I see is almost a fear, either A, that they don't know what they're doing, or B, that the customer is going to assume they can go down to their local chain hardware store and buy some solar lights, and their price is going to be too much. They're actually worried about telling a customer, this is what I'm going to charge, and it's going to look spectacular when it's done. So kind of yeah. more of a fear of, of approaching it rather than, um, you know, kind of presenting it. Okay, Jack, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, and that's the kind of sales guy that I refer to as the reluctant salesman. He's the one that's a little bit uh, maybe not confident in the material that he's selling, or maybe it's the price point that scares him. Maybe he wouldn't spend that kind of money on his own property. So he just has a hard time conveying that thought. So I'm in agreement with Rick there uh, when it's a, maybe a newer person or maybe somebody that just doesn't see the value or isn't on that level of clientele, they are a little bit more on the reluctant side. Annie, you got any uh, thoughts on I, that? So I'm going to agree with everything all three of you said. Um, and and the, the other part that I would add to that is probably they just don't make it a priority, but they don't make it a priority because a lot of the reasons that you all mentioned. So, if I'm a if I'm a contractor, right? Because because here here's the thing, right? I, I'm I'm constantly wanting to to grow my business and and be relevant because there's always going to be someone else that can do it, you know, as good as I can, for you know a buck cheaper than I can, or maybe not as good as I can and a buck cheaper than I can. And so, how do we how do we get? Or if I'm a contractor that's even just thinking about getting into the lighting business, right? And that's my biggest hurdle. I just don't even know how to have that conversation. I see the lights that are out there. I see them at, at my local distributor, but I don't know how to get, get started. And I think a lot of contractors feel like, well, I got to sell it first to get started. So kind of how, how what's, what's our tips to, to get someone that's thinking about it to get started in, in selling, selling lighting? I think, uh, I think the biggest hurdle that most contractors have is just start talking about it, bring it up in conversation, um, and that's a that's a soft way to 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 approach the conversation with a customer or a potential customer. Um, just are, are, have you ever thought about it? Would you be interested in it? Um, or just start including it. And, and part of that is reaching out to the to the people who are resources like we are uh, in our prospective territories. Uh, and having us help them uh, down that path. Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, reaching out to yourselves, Rep, we have them all around the nation and allowing us to come out and help you through the process and help you know the language that we uh, use to explain how we're going to light things. And then a lot of times we accompany that with a visual presentation. It takes the pressure off of us as a new person. So we do a nighttime demo and allow that really to speak for itself. And then you start getting confidence in what it looks like. So then next time you're a little more excited to, to present it to the, the next homeowner. One, one other thing that kind of ties in that I've noticed is um, a lot of times guys have 
become a, a successful landscape contractor and they decide they're going to try lighting or even if they're just starting and they pick the biggest, most expansive, most expensive house they've ever worked on to do their Perfect. first job. And that freaks them out because I've had guys that go, yeah, it's going to take 65 lights to do this backyard. Whoa, whoa. And so I'd kind of suggest to them start a little bit smaller, get that, you know, 15, 20 light job done and learn how it all works, learn your costing, learn things like that, and then move on to the big job. Um, it also allows you to start building a brag book, for lack of a better term, where when you go to someone's house that you're presenting to and going to do their yard, you can show them examples of what you did and know what that cost you to make it an easier, more confident sale for you. Good point. No, that's great. And that's that I, I think that's a great point because uh, you know, a lot of people they look at they look at, at the guys that have been doing it for 10, 15 years, or even five years that are doing those 65 light, you know, jobs and go, well, I, I want to get there, but they don't see what the beginning was where it started off with, you know, with a 15 light job. You know, I've been doing this in, in Arizona for 10 years and and I look back through my my experience of the contractors that I got help started 10 years ago at the little 15 light, you know, patio home type deals to where now they're doing massive front entries for uh, you know, communities where we're lighting up big signs and doing down lighting, getting getting real tricks. So, you know, I also got to think about that, that crawl, walk, run type of type of scenario. So um, I agree with with you guys 100 percent on that. Um, Kind of following that that pitfalls of of selling, um, what else do you see? What are traps that you see beginners uh, fall into that you know you you'd like to just say, hey, stop stop doing this, and your life's going to be so much easier than getting getting these jobs sold. Make an assumption. Oh, I'll, oh, I'll go. Let's say making assumptions, and and that that that's a that's a a, a list, right? So they make an assumption that that someone doesn't want what they're selling they'll make an assumption that they only want a portion of the property uh or make the assumption on the flip side of that which is they want the whole property uh, and don't ask for some input like what are your what, what are you looking for in an ideal world what would you like to see um and 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 just a, a long list of of assumptions that they make and one you mentioned earlier which is i wouldn't buy this with my money so my customer's not going to buy it with their money um those are some big ones you guys can add some additional so I, I i would like to add to that because the one thing that i see and i don't know if it happens anymore but i remember i used to see it a lot is, is on the assumption side they make the assumption that uh, this homeowner is only going to spend five thousand dollars in lighting and then they want, and then they get the homeowner to say, "Yep, I'll, uh, you know that five thousand dollar line item is perfect." And then they walk into a distributor and go, "How many lights can I get for five thousand dollars?" Right? They haven't designed anything. They haven't really looked at the site, and they Selling show up with right, and they show up with a box of a cart full of truck full of lights, and then they start laying it out and realize either got too many bullet lights and not enough path lights or vice versa or, or or what have you and then they're losing going back and forth trying to get the right fixtures because they didn't get them in the beginning and then at the end of the job 
bad taste in their mouth that this was not as fun and cohesive as I thought it would be. This was, this ended up, didn't make me as much money as I thought it was because I had to keep going back to the distributor to buy, you know, more parts and pieces and, and didn't really plan it and not, not realizing they put these constraints on themselves, you know, from the first 10 minutes of just throwing out a number. Yeah, yeah most, like, of time, most of the time it's too many path lights and not enough up lights. <laughs> well, we'll talk about <laughs> and they, they make it look like a runway and or Vegas, right? Yeah. Well, we'll do another podcast on design. So, Jai, I see you fidgeting in your seat. So I know you got. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, realistically, I mean, we have to, you know, as if we're helping you come sell your first job, you know, we're going to interview the homeowner a little bit, find out what areas are important to them. And as we're listening, we're going to keep our eyes open and we're going to start looking at what they have. If the yard's super well maintained and the landscape's on point, maybe a landscape architect designer, a really good designer. If the pool area is super clean, we know that they spend a lot of time on their property. So that's telling me that's that's the resort retreat. At that point, then I'm going to start coming up with design in my head and start really trying to get a little bit out of them about budget. You know, you don't have to ask them necessarily always just about the lighting budget only. You can say, wow, this landscape is beautiful, uh, you know, and a lot of times they just, you know, happen to spill out. Oh, yeah, we spent $40,000 on our last renovation. So or we just did the paver deck and, you know, they, they just shared information. So just being cognizant and listening to the homeowner and taking it all in, you can start adjusting where you think you're going to be in your design process. And I think that's an important point in listening to the homeowner on one thing or, or a lot of things. Um, I went to a job where um, the lady told me about these three nondescript little statues. They didn't stick out to me, but they represented each one of her children. And of course, I lit those and she was, we probably didn't have to light anything else. She was so happy to see that. Um, so they will tell you what's important to them. And maybe it isn't important to you, but it's their house at the end of the day. On the flip side of that, I remember something that I learned very early when I was selling Unique at a distributor, and you guys all heard the same thing, you don't let someone else tell you how to light it correctly. You know what you're doing. They're not, uh, what was it, Michelangelo, and no one told them how much paint to use for the Sistine Chapel and those kind of things. So you, you want to become the expert by doing those jobs, by listening to people who have had experience with it, and then you can always use a demo and visual representation, as Jai said earlier, where you actually go out to the property at night, set up some lights in an area to show them the effects that you can get and how great it looks. No, that, that's a great point. I mean, I kind of, I'm glad you, you, you circled up with that, Rick, because I kind of wanted to bring that back into, like, don't let the homeowner, you know, choose. When, when, when I first started, and, and even to this day, I still tell people, it's like, I'm not, I'm not selling fixtures i'm selling a lighting effect right the fixtures are just how i get there and when you're a contractor you know a lot of you know especially if someone's spending a lot of money on on their backyard um you know it's easy to send them somewhere to go hey go pick out the pavers you like tell me you know what do you want do you want travertine do you want concrete pavers and you know and that that is helps you in that direction and hey we can easily take people to a nursery and tell me what type of plants you know you like do you want to be more tropical or you want to be more desert or right and, it, and it's easy to to go that way where with with the lighting you know people start picking out just 
fixtures it, it can put you in a box because that fixture may not be you know anthony alluded it earlier it's like all of a sudden now i've got this runway of, of path lights or you know i i had a lady that once that all she wanted was down lights and you know when we put them in she was wasn't happy that her trees weren't glowing right it was the ground was glowing we tried to explain to her she needed some up lights to to balance that out and so you need to be that 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 expert that's what you're you're being hired to do and, and the other point i want to make and hopefully this kind of help rolls into the next discussion is uh for my opinion um everybody every homeowner wants lighting they just don't have the vocabulary to ask for it and if anyone listening to this podcast doesn't believe me uh, that everybody wants lighting drive through your neighborhood and count how many front yards have solar lighting or have some cheap, what is it, Hampton Bay they got from, from Home Depot, and they've only been in for a year, 18 months, and they look like they're 10 years old, right? They don't know where to get it, and so they go to their big box store, and they don't know how to design it, and, and the big box store is pushing on ease of install. Um, as a contractor, we want something to show them that they want to have, give them that vocabulary, give them that chance to, to help guide you on, on what they need to be installed. So uh, going back in to what Rick was saying and Anthony was saying about uh, not really allowing them to kind of pick out and put you in that box. I mean, we don't want to be a catalog salesman to where we're training the client to be a catalog shopper. Uh, you know, Rick said that, you know, you want to be Michelangelo. You want to sell the painting. You don't want to sell the tubes of of tooth of, uh, paint there. So we got to show the visual representations. And then that's what means something to the homeowner. And the first so, yeah, rule we'll, for a con Go ahead, Rick. Oh, the first rule for a contractor is don't just hand your client a bunch of catalogs and go, what do you like in there? I've even to this day get contractors that are like, well, I like this light. And I go, why? Well, it looks good. I said, we want the effect, not the fixture. I don't have any problem with how our fixtures look, but my job is to make you not look at the fixtures. I want you to look at the rest of the landscape rather than, you know, the bulb and metal that are the fixture. Start okay, so that, that brings me that brings me to my next point here, um, which is what do, what do you do when that happens, right? I mean, we're in the internet age. Type in low voltage landscape lighting, and now suddenly you're you've got a plethora of, of websites. Your Facebook feed now is is full of of low voltage lighting companies trying to sell you you stuff and, and it's it's not uncommon for me to be on a job site that either someone has done their own 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 research or has um got a plethora of, pl of, of catalogs and some of the catalogs from our you know competitors are that thick and they've got them dovetailed so so what what's a recommendation to a contractor that they they walk up into that uh, situation i would I say that i'll oh, go ahead rick Sorry. I was going to say, it's kind of like most designers do if you watch any of those home shows and what have you. The the contractor can use it as an inspiration board um, where they're seeing the kind of things that the customer likes, maybe in the area of path lights, they like a double hat or something of that nature. But going back to earlier, they can't just use a fixture. They have to explain to the customer why they're using a wash light instead of a bullet light or a down light instead of an up light. Um, that again, circles all the way back to starting to do jobs, learning 
what you do in leaning on your resources to tell you, hey, you really want to put a wash light here instead of a bullet because of what we're illuminating. Yeah, so to dovetail that with with Rick there is he's, he's actually saying he's educating the homeowner who or the contractor at that point because the homeowner might pick out the little small bullet light that's just very cute and discreet, but they don't realize that that little MR11 is really only for very small things, you know. So we have to say, well, no, we need this fixture for this type of tree, and we're really about concerned about the light output, and then we need the wash for this other place plant material. So we just got to keep uh, separating the design and sales process from the materials. The materials will take care of themselves once we pull the design together. Yeah, and I think that if you look at the the the, the vast majority of of successful lighting contractors, they don't give catalogs, they don't give options. Um, it's their design, the fixtures, uh, along with the the, uh, the lenses and the light source, create the effects that add to the design. Um, and maybe if there is a uh, a pretty standard style of path light um, that they can achieve the effect that they're going for, and there's two or three different path lights, they might give them an option there. But typically, they're they're telling them what they're getting. And going back to uh, what Rick said about the interior designer. Interior designers a lot of times do not give the homeowner a whole lot of options, if any. They're just like, this is what we're going to do. And we've all worked with interior designers, great people, um, but they walk in and, and homeowner listens to them. So um, we've got to um, uh, educate the contractors to go in with that same confidence and mentality of selling the lighting design and and uh, being confident in their fixture selections to, to help them achieve that design. And, you know, that, I think that's something too that, that I, I wanna really hammer home here um, and, and think about as you guys are talking. So every contractor knows their reps, right? They know their irrigation rep and, you know, they know the, the you know, guys that's doing the valve boxes and, you know, they may know us or not, but, I have to say, and not just within our organization, right? And I'm not trying to make this a sales pitch for unique lighting, but you know, any organization, the the sales reps for lighting are 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 a lot more in, involved because, um, you know, let's be honest, a landscape doesn't need lighting to survive, right? I, you know, we can easily ignore putting lighting in, and the grass is going to grow, and the trees are going to get water, and everything's going to going to work, um, but and that's probably why some of it gets gets missed because I don't have to sell a contractor or sell a homeowner on that they need a valve, right? And go in there and say, hey, you know, you need three valves. Okay, that's what I need. You know, a homeowner's not going to push back and say, well, I only want you to put in two. You know, it's you need what, what you need. So from that aspect, we've all become really great resources to that new contractor to say that that there is nothing short of calling your local lighting rep and asking them to come with you on the job to help you sell that. I have been on many projects at the very beginning as the expert, and it does a bunch of a bunch of things behind that, right? Number one, you know, I will show up every time on your job wearing my unique lighting, you know, shirt that shows that you contractor have the power that you've got a manufacturer's rep standing next to you that that's the confidence in, in the product that you're selling. And then we'll be involved as much or as little as you need. If I just need to be there 
to answer the technical questions and just stand in the background, I'm happy to do it. If you need me to take the lead and help them, you know, fall in love with what we're trying to sell, I'm willing to do that as well. So I know all of you have had your own experiences um, doing that. We'll never not. I mean, we love to sell, so we'll never not help you out on a job site or stand on a job site and, and be your advocate to help you sell that, that first job. Any thoughts on that? I think yeah. I mean, uh, you know, 15 years of helping contractors, you know, uh, all different levels from the beginner to the intermediate to the advanced. And again, just like Brian says, you know, I'm, I'm happy to take and run with the ball or I'm happy to just, uh, you know, be ready to be the backup and add the little sales points that are there. So, you know, what we're doing is when we're, we're in that role, we're actually turning that, uh, that, uh, contractor into a salesman and we're kind of making him a little bit more of a polished salesman because he has all that confidence that uh, the answers are going to be there and the the design ideas are going to be there and then even when it comes down to helping with budget ideas uh, he has somebody that he can kind of bounce an idea off of real quick so happy to do that as a role i think it all comes back to confidence um we talk you keep hearing us say confidence um, I digress a little bit, but I kind of talk to people. Have you ever watched that show Pawn Stars where the guys come in with their thing they found in the basement and hope it's worth a million dollars? And when they say, what do you want for it? And the guy goes, I don't know, like 5000 maybe? They're never going to get 5000 because they weren't confident it was worth 5000 The guy on the other side says, oh, he's, he knows he's going to get less than that. It's having that confidence in you're charging the customer appropriately and you're going to give them a great job. When you come that way to somebody, I had a customer that was using our elements line on every job. It's the least expensive. Um, and he felt pretty comfortable doing that. We went to a very nice home and he, we were designing and he said, oh, you know, so I was thinking of using this light and this light. And I go, why, why are you putting that on this house? You know, there's a, Land Rover in the driveway and a Tesla. This guy doesn't go for the opening level stuff. He has a pretty nice house. Uh, he went in with confidence and it was his biggest job by far. He sold our Odyssey line for everything. And it's changed him over where he realized those jobs are a lot better than trying to be the low end guy, just going for whatever job he can. He's now finding better projects. And now that he's confident, he had been doing it for two, three years until we finally got to this house. And now he's very confident and able to make a lot more money. For sure. So I want to jump over real quick now uh, to talk about um, demos, right? Because oftentimes, like I said before, we got, I've got contractors that go up there and they look around the job and then I'll do it for $5,000. And then, you know, what can I get? And, I usually, when I talk to, to contractors who've never been part of a, a live demonstration or, or have never utilized our, our resources for that, um, I tell the story of, of my parents, right? So my, my parents bought a new house, uh, which is a track home. It wasn't any, anything major. My dad called up and he says, ah, he goes, I want lights in my backyard. And I said, okay, great. Let, let me come over. He says, no, nah, no, nah, you don't need to come over. He, says, I just, he goes, if, if you can help me get five lights, I think I'll be good. Like, well, what, what makes you think? You, and again, it wasn't a very big backyard, you know, but I said, yeah, what makes you think? Well, I just, you know, I just need one here, one over there. So I actually went out and did a demo for my parents. And by the time that I got done with the demo, 
I had, I had, I had to sell my dad. I worked for a lighting company. I had to sell my dad. And, um, we ended up with a 25 light job based off of just doing the demo. And then by the time they lived there long enough and sold the house, I think I got that backyard up to about 35 lights and it wasn't over lit. It wasn't, you know, this big, bright, you know, backyard. It was perfectly lit, but you know, again, it goes back to the homeowners don't know what they don't know. And, um, you know, and I know I've got three guys on here that are, are very, very passionate about demos. Uh, a demo is the easiest way to, to sell a sell a job. So um, I know I said a lot there. So if anyone's want to add to that. Uh, well, I know your side hustle now. <laughs> sell to my family. Sell, sell to your family. <laughs> and demos can be any number of different ways. Um, I got to give a bit of a hard time because I was out when Jai loaded his car for a demo. And I don't remember if he had, I think he had like close to a hundred lights for a demo, um, but he was doing a large property. You know, most of my demos, I try to limit between eight and 20 lights. I just want to give him an idea of what's going on. Um, and I'm not doing the whole job for the customer, but I do want to show them, look, we picked this corner over here. We got this tree, the pathway. And a lot of customers don't know how far a path light or area light will spread. Or uh, when I tell them, geez, you need the seven watt bulb here instead of five watt on a par 36. And they can actually see the difference and it helps a lot. But um, I don't think I've done a single demo that didn't sell a job or put more lights on the job because I'll always ask them, how many lights do you think I put out when they look at it? And they always guess lower. Um, it, it's just a huge sales tool that can't be beat. It's not fun having to go out at nights. Most contractors have worked all day, but you can secure a job really easily. You set it up in the day, go back and adjust it, you know, as it's getting dark and you'll get a lot more sales because now the customer actually can see what you're talking about rather than just have an idea in their mind of the quite frankly, bad lighting jobs. They've seen guys, put solar lights in their front yard and said, why am I going to pay you $10,000 to do that? And, and to kind of put a finer point on that too, is, is that, you know, every, every rep, every lighting rep has or should have a demo kit. So if you're, if you're still new and, and you listen to this podcast and you're still new and, and, you know, you're, you're not quite ready to go run out and buy a demo kit, um, you know, we will help you out on, on, you know, the first, first couple, uh, kind of the, the, the joke I tell my contractors is the, the demo kit is, will be the best employee you'll ever have. It never needs a day off. It never gets sick. It never, you know, wants to leave early. It works for you. Um, but it's also not a silver bullet. If someone just doesn't want lighting and, and they're, they just have a predisposition that they want lighting, setting up a demo kit, isn't going to suddenly make them want lighting. So there is a little bit of a, a pre-qualification. I've been on a few uh, wild goose chases myself in my career where, you know, the contractor just couldn't take no for an answer. And uh, we set up a demo kit and then was dejected that they still said no. So there is a little bit of, of, of qualification, if you will. And, and kind of, Andy, I'll kick it over to you first. Kind of what, what is what is your checklist before you go and set up a, a demo or, or agree to do a demo with a new contractor? Um, find out if, if the homeowner has expressed interest and in, in, in taking the time to um, 
uh, look at the demo and, and are all the decision makers at home and the people that live in the house going to be there? Um, what kind of what kind of uh, budget do you think they have? I'm not a big fan of asking budgets because I think that locks you into a particular number. Um, but but a little bit of a pre-qualifier always works. And worst case scenario, especially with a new contractor, um, it's practice, right? And, and ultimately, through everything that we've talked about, um, you know, we're, we're teaching people how to fish so that they can go out and 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 fish for themselves. Um, and and so I, I don't think that there's ever necessarily a bad uh, demo for that for that reason. There are some that aren't as good as others, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but from a but from a qualifier, there's just a there's just a couple, right? Are they interested? Is everybody going to be there? Yeah. And I, and I but think it's if, funny. If someone's interested, then we can dig into the conversation when we're showing them the 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 design um, and kind of kind of uh, get a feel for where their head is. I mean, I've gone on demos before um, where, where one, one, one side of the coin wasn't interested at all and the other one was really interested. And by the time uh, we're finished with the demo, they're like, when can you start? Here's a check. Um, so I, I don't think you can make too many assumptions, but the big ones are, are have you at least had a conversation with them and are they going to be there? And I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. One of my, my bad, bad demos uh, I did, I was unprepared. I mean, I, I, and I admit I was woefully unprepared. Uh, I didn't prep my demo kit. So the wire, I loaned it out. Wires were all tangled. Um, I was running late to get to the job site. It was for an HOA. So I had the HOA president. So I had the decision maker. At, we were doing a front entry. I showed up. I get there. And my, my transformer or the plug wasn't, wasn't working. And so now I'm wiring my demo kit to my truck battery to just get it powered. It was LED and I got about half the demo installed. It was already dark. I like to get those set up early. It was already dark. I got half the demo set up and the, and the, and the HOA president was like, all right, he goes, that's it. You know what? He goes, he goes, I've seen enough. And I was just kind of slumping down. Like I totally blew it. And he said, when can we get this installed? He goes, he goes, I, he goes, these signs are too dark. He goes, you've only put up five lights. And he goes, I can already envision what the rest is going to look like. He goes, get me a proposal so you guys can get going and, and, and get that running. So, you know, there are people that are that eager. They just need to see a little something um, to get them over that hump. So, um, all right. I think I kind of want to get to a point where we want to wrap it up. And Anthony, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you lead on this because I've heard you answer this question um, several times. And I love the way you answer it. What do you tell a contractor that says, I'm not going to do lighting because I'm just too afraid of electricity. I, I don't want to get shocked. I don't want to, you know, that is just not my, my wheelhouse. Um, and like I said, I've heard, I've heard this conversation with Anthony, so I, I want to kind of hear what, what you say when someone says they don't want to mess with electricity and get shocked. So the, the, the normally the first thing I say, when you were a kid, did you ever put a nine volt battery to your tongue? And what, who hasn't done that, right? <laughs> Most of the time, like, yeah. Okay, well, that's, that's the worst it gets. You can be standing in a puddle of water, put a 9-volt battery to your tongue, and it's going to give you a little bit of a, a jingle, but that's, that's that, right? And there's nothing to be afraid of whatsoever. And typically, that gets them over the hump. Not every time, but most of the time. Yeah, John, do you ever run into that? 
uh, you know, uh, after knowing that Anthony's a battery licker, I mean, I'm just uh, I'm blown away here now. Uh, but yeah, uh, I don't really. That's the first I've ever done. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I've never really had too many people push back on the electrical thing. I mean, they they really I, I explained that low voltage really doesn't really give you any type of electrical feeling. It's a much lower uh, energy level. Uh, like Anthony said, perhaps back in a little bit of the older days when you were doing 24 volt systems and you kneeled in a puddle of water, you might have felt that little itty bitty tingle. But uh, I really haven't ever felt that on 12 volts on dry ground. So it's easy to kind of get them past that. Rick, uh, you ever come across that? Um, I haven't. I've suggested people use 9 volt batteries to uh, test LED lights and things, but I don't think I've told them to lick one yet. So. I'll add that to the arsenal and see how it works. <laughs> but no, I mean, most people, I don't think most of them are scared of the electricity once I tell them, for the most part, you're plugging it into an outlet. You plug things into outlets all day, every day. If you follow the rules and make good connections, et cetera, you're going to be fine. Um, and that's usually where I talk about designing a system properly and making sure you're not overloading things, you know, and I offer to come back and help them and make sure, take the measurements, et cetera. But that's probably a whole nother podcast on troubleshooting sure. and sure. verification. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. Thank you, Rick. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap up uh, how I always do. I've already, I've already had Anthony on the podcast before, so he gets a pass on this one, but um, Jai, uh, what, uh, if you could go back in time and, and tell yourself one thing. You can go back, you know, call it 20 years and tell yourself one thing. What would it be? Tell myself one thing and what would it be? What concerned the lighting, right? Well, oh, anything. Right. Lighting, contractor, anything? business, what, anything. What's the one thing you tell your younger self? If you go back and tell yourself, younger self, one thing. I'll jump in. I, just, oh. I haven't answered it like this before. Study harder in high school. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Always tell my wife she's right first. Yeah. <laughs> Rick, how about you? Uh yeah, never let your wife pick out the couch. Make sure you test it so that it sleeps well. <laughs> well, I've never I've never answered this question on the on this podcast, but I'll answer it today. Um uh, for me, it's take more pictures, man. When I was a kid, I I wish I would take, took a lot more pictures than uh, than I've got today. So uh, anyway, I want to I want to thank you all for taking the time today. This is uh, this has been a great uh, great discussion. Um, I hope that it, it's helped out a, a lot of people uh, that that listen to it and get a little bit more comfortable selling. And uh, if anyone's got any questions, you can you can find our contact information on our website. And uh, thanks uh, thanks uh, everyone for listening. Thank you. Have a good one. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Light Logic. We want to hear from you. Would you like to be featured on Light Logic? Email us at infouniquelighting.com. At